Football Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to the Italian Football Podcast. I'm Carlo Garganese. Uh, in conjunction with the Zone Bet, we are absolutely delighted to, to say that we're joined today by Chelsea legend and former Lazio and Italy midfield star Roberto Di Matteo. Roberto, thank you so much for joining us. First of all, uh, how are you and what have you been up to recently? Because the, the last that I saw that you'd been um, you were working for the South Korean club Jeonbuk Hyundai Motors as a, as a technical advisor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, thanks also for um, inviting me to this uh, for this interview, the podcast. So yeah, I've been working uh, with Jeonbuk uh, Hyundai Motors uh, as, an, as an advisor this uh, this year, and uh, it's been uh, it's been very exciting. Also, uh, a bit of a new role for me. Uh, looking um, at, uh, at the structures and, and the process uh, that they have in place and uh, analyzing it and uh, putting in uh, some um, some of my ideas and um, and suggestions to make uh, the process a little bit smoother and, and so on so it's been uh, it's been it's been good because um, also I've learned a lot about the different culture a different league in uh, in Asia and uh, although Jobok is a very young club they they were only founded I think next year is the 30th anniversary they've been very very successful uh, in domestically but also internationally so um very exciting um role for me Hi Roberto this is Nima um Nice to meet you, and thanks again for coming on. Um, you were a wonderful midfielder for Lazio uh, between '93 and '96. You finished third, second, and fourth. Um, how do you, first of all, how do you look back on your time at Lazio? You played with some fantastic world-class players: Beppe Signori, Paul Gascoigne, Alan Boxic, Alessandro yeah. Nesta. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I had a wonderful time. You know, I was 23 years old when I moved to Lazio, and um, it was all very new to me. It was it was a, a dream come through because always I, as a young boy, I dreamt about becoming a professional football player, which I achieved in, in Switzerland. But then obviously the move to Italy uh, was the ultimate dream. And, uh, and uh, I, I really uh, um, enjoyed, I, I was very uh, proud uh, that I, I managed to sort of accomplish something in my life. And we had, uh, and it was a lot. So that was just, bought by Sergio Grignotti, I think it was the year before. So it was a club that was on the up and uh, there was a lot of uh, excitement about the club, the environment and a lot of investment going into the into the team as well and so on. So um, I, I was fortunate uh, because uh, when I moved there, I had Dino Zoff as a manager and he sort of uh, put me under his wings and um, and I, I, I became a, a, a star. I mean, I, I came on, I came on for Gaza in the first game of the season, and then from there on, uh, I started uh, all the other games. So I, I was very fortunate and lucky. But uh, I, I remember those three years as, uh, as the three, some very nice three years of my life. You know, living in Rome as, uh, as a professional. Mm. Do you still follow Lazio today? And what do you make of Maurizio Sarri's team this season? Do, do you think they'll qualify from their Champions League group? Well, it's it's a tough it's a tough season for them because uh, they they were oh, they're a little bit inconsistent at uh, this beginning of the season. But uh, last year qualifying for the Champions League obviously was uh, was a big achievement. Uh, it's not uh, uh, a regular thing for Lazio, so. 
Um, I think I think Mario Cesari is, is a very good manager. You know, uh, I he was here at, at Chelsea as well, and uh, he he puts a lot of effort uh, on, on details in training sessions and in the game. And uh, I think we all remember the the Napoli team they coached. Uh, what amazing! Team that was and the, the great football they played and here in London as well he won the Europa League so um, a very knowledgeable manager um, well we'll see um, I think um, the next Champions League game is is a sort of uh, crucial game for them mm. um, hopefully if they manage to win then uh, I think then everything will look a little bit brighter yeah it certainly will um, so I want to go back to your time at Chelsea. Um, I know you get you get asked a lot about your time at Chelsea. So one thing I wanted to look at was when you joined in '96. You, you were part of the foreign and the Italian revolution in English football. Um, I would like to know, like, how far behind was English football compared to Italian football then? Not only the quality on the pitch, which was obvious, but the training methods, the professionalism, the coaching, all, all of that kind of stuff. Um, well, I, I'm not sure how you, you can put it in, in, in terms. Um, uh, the, uh, comparisons are always difficult, and putting them in terms is, is even more difficult. I think there was uh, there was probably room for improvement, uh, for sure. Uh, when when I came to England, uh, the training methods were not as um, maybe as professional as uh, we had them in Italy. But certainly things changed over the years with the influence of, of, of managers as well, coaches, you know. Uh, we had Rude, obviously, who had played uh, in Europe, you know, from Holland to Italy and so on. Um, and he certainly uh, brought his own style to it. But uh, I think we were one of the first teams to have a fitness coach as well uh, with Rude. So those were all new things in English football uh, at the time. Mm, yeah, interesting. I mean, at the time, Italian football, when you were playing there, was the best in the world, the best league in the world, Serie A. Now, I think everybody agrees the Premier League is the best league in the world. Um, I mean, which league, if you had to, I know you said it's hard to compare, but which league do you think is stronger, the Serie A of the 90s or the Premier League of, of today? <laughs> yeah, not difficult to say. I mean, uh, the Premier League certainly has reached new highs and has, uh, has broken... Uh, new records uh, in terms of money spent and and so on and also um, the players they've been able to attract uh, over the over the last 20 or even 30 years you know it's it's over 30 years now so certainly today the premier league it's a very strong it's it's a brand but it's a very strong league as well um although uh, on the horizon now there is obviously uh, saudi arabia that is trying to uh, to influence um, that leadership of the Premier League. So we'll, we'll see how the future will pan out. For sure. And um, one one person I wanted to ask you about was Gianluca Vialli, because we sadly lost him um, this year and you played with and for him at Chelsea. Um, I mean, as well as a football legend, I mean, he was a, an amazing person. Um, I mean, what are your best memories of Vialli and how will you remember him? <laughs> Well, we obviously we arrived in the same summer, so uh, we did spend a lot of time uh, as as teammates uh, together, uh, both you know living in, in central London. So we we used to go out for dinner a lot and cinema, trying to improve our English, 
uh, and so on and so on. So uh, we have a lot of memories um, uh, on the football pitch and but also outside the football pitch. Uh, it was um, it, it was a nice it was a nice gentleman. Um, and it's always it's always sad when you see a young person uh, pass away. Uh, and then after after he became manager or player manager, obviously the the relationship changed uh, quite dramatically as well. So, um, but it's just it's just sad, you know. It's just sad that uh, somebody so young uh, is not with us anymore. Mm, indeed. Um, move, uh, moving on to when you were uh, when you managed at Chelsea, you managed a teenage Romelu Lukaku in in 2011-2012. So you know him pretty well, and he—he, he, I mean, he obviously upset the Chelsea fans with his behaviour during his one season back there in 21-22 with that infamous interview with Sky Italia. Uh, and now this summer, of course, he really upset Inter, uh, the Inter squad even this summer by holding discussions with Juve. And I mean, that you know, he didn't answer his phone according to Piero Auxilio. The transfer collapsed. I mean, is what do you? I mean, do you think that Lukaku deep down is quite a sensitive person who needs to feel the love and importance of everyone around him at the club? Something maybe he didn't feel he had at Chelsea and Inter last season, and maybe that's why he's done the things he's done. What do you think? Look, uh, a lot has been written about him and, and his choices and um, uh, in in his career, but ultimately it's it's his own decision the way he wants to conduct himself. My memories with him, working with him as a young professional, as a young player, when he came to us, I did a lot. Of, I was assistant at the time and to ABB, and I, I, I did a lot of work with him one by one as well because he wanted to improve. He was a, he was a phenomenal professional, and his his mom uh, uh, or his family was very important to him. So he's uh, he's surely a very you know sensitive person, but also a family man. Or he was, I don't know now, but. Uh, so, um, and and then you make choices in your life, and you, you live by the by the consequences of your choices. And I think he's had a pretty good career. Uh, he might have upset somebody, but you know he he will have to live with that. I just think he's a he's a fantastic striker. He guarantees uh, a team goals. Uh, he's always scored goals. We you know when he went on loan as a young player. He's always scored his goals, and uh, and that's why. And he's also become, you know, he's become a very, I mean, a recognized world star striker. You know, uh, he's achieved a lot in his career as well. You know, you could arguably say that he could have achieved more, but I think that there are a lot of players that could probably say that. Yeah, that's true. Um, just two questions on Italy before we just before we finish up. Um, first of all, you, I mean, you played for Italy at Euro '96 and '98 World Cup. Um, back then, Italy had the best defenders and the best attackers. That's the one thing I always will always say. Uh, so many of them, such an abundance. Um, but we can't produce centre backs or top attackers now. That's what everybody says. So what what are we doing wrong? Is it do you think it's the youth coaching? Um, is it I mean, what? Why can't Italy produce the abundance of stars like all over the pitch that they did back mm. in the nineties? Well, that, that is a very good question, and I tell you, if I had the answer to that question, <laughs> I think uh, it would solve a lot of issues in Italian football. So I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what uh, what what has gone wrong, but certainly. 
the Italian national team uh, hasn't, or Italian football hasn't produced as many world-class players than in the past. I mean, the fact, you know, that we haven't qualified for two World Cups uh, just confirms that. Um, and also, you know, right now, uh, currently, the, the squad is it's a very good squad. It's it's a sort of a young squad as well. And, and they're trying to rebuild. And uh, it's not easy, uh, I have to say. Uh, but you look at the future, you know, you look at the, what is behind the A team right now, and there are some very, very good players coming. You know, the under twenty ones are doing very well. The under twenty did well in in the in the World Cup. So there is hope uh, that you know we have some youngsters that uh, could maybe fill those voids left by you know our, our great uh, players that we had in the past. But let's also put everything into context. You know, we we only won. The European Championships, what two years ago or summer twenty one, so um, it's eight, yeah, two years ago. Let's say just over two years ago. So it's not all doom and gloom. I would say, you know, yes, we're struggling, we're struggling, but you know, how many how many teams have have won as much as the Italian team? And there are there are periods. You know, you look back at the French. The French, when they had those issues, you look back at German Federation had those issues, and they made some structural changes. And hopefully, we we are, we are going through this transition as well, and we'll come out at the other side uh, stronger. We hope so, and we hope that we can qualify for the Euros. Two massive games <laughs> this this month. Yes, um, that's right. I mean, you played in midfield. Italy's lost Sandro Tonali with this betting uh, uh, scandal. Berati is in Qatar. Jorginho's getting a bit older now. Who would be your three players in in central midfield for the well for this month to start with? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I will leave this headache to Luciano Spalletti. <laughs> uh, I I think I would say this. Barella is probably a given. I think he's 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 a starter. And then uh, I guess you know, uh, Spalletti will have to choose on on form and wh wh whoever is is playing regularly as well because obviously there are some players that are not playing regularly. I don't know what his views are on on Verratti that is now in Qatar. I don't know. So we, we we shall see. I mean, it's, you know, Sandro Tonali is obviously a big miss for the Italian national because he was a he was a big performer uh, and also a high quality player. So I'm certainly the the team we're missing. Just before we let you go, uh, we play this rapid fire game. Well, I'll give you two. Yeah, or three. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll give you two or three options, uh, and no, you tell no, me no, which no. one not... you prefer. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it's a bit of fun, and you don't have to explain if you don't want to. Okay. Um, so the first one, uh, yeah. very simple. Okay. Everyone in both, the world is both, been both, both. <laughs> no, but I'm not everyone... going to choose. I'm not going to choose. <laughs> okay, if you don't want to choose, just say both. That's fine. Yeah, That's fine. Both. Okay. Yeah. So the first one, everyone in in the world has been asked this and has an opinion on it: yeah. Lionel Messi yeah. or Cristiano Ronaldo? Look, uh, as as a manager, I played against both, and uh, so I'm not, I, I can't choose between them, and it, I, I don't think it, it's a personal choice, mm. and I don't really have a personal choice. They are mm. two phenomenal players that. Uh, wrote the history of uh, of European and world football in the last two decades, I would say. Mm -hmm. Maradona or Pele? Well, 
I, I, I met Pele uh, when I was a teenager uh, back in Switzerland. So I'll, no, I'm not going to choose. I'm not going to choose, <laughs> but I'm both, both. Okay, well, who was, better, both, uh, who was better at free kicks, Gianfranco Zola or Roberto Baggio? Uh, played with both, played more with Gianfranco. So I, I, I can tell you that Gianfranco's uh, quality in the free kicks is uh, top top notch. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll choose Gianfranco Zona. Who was the funnier person, Gaza or Dennis Wise? Both funny in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, pasta or fish and chips? I think you can answer that one for me. You know, like, you know my answer. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I have a big debate in my house when <laughs> when it comes to that. Rome or London? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, well, you live in London. I, I live in London. I've been in yeah. London for so many years, but also Rome. I lived in Rome, and Rome is is a beautiful city. Mm. I mean, you know, it's. It's very romantic and it's very historical, you know, mm. cultural, mm. food-wise. Uh, I'm not going to choose okay. both. If I could, both. I would spend six months in Rome and six months in London. <laughs> Sounds nice. Paolo Maldini or Franco Baresi? Uh, how, how can I choose? Come exactly. On. That's difficult. <laughs> That's difficult. Okay. Who will win the Scudetto this year? Inter, Milan, Juve or Napoli? Mm. Well, um, Inter looks very, very strong, very resilient, um, very consistent as well. Um, Milan, I think they, they did very well to win the Scudetto uh, a couple of years ago. Napoli, amazing. Um, not sure they can reproduce uh, such a historical season. And Juve is always dangerous. So I'll, I'll say Inter or Juve. And finally, pineapple on pizza, food heaven or food hell? <laughs> nah, come on, come on. Now. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Let's be let's let's be serious. <laughs> exactly, I'm with you all the way. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Roberto. Thank you so much for joining, and we wish you we, for yeah, joining. Yeah, pleasure. All the best. <laughs> thank, thank you, you Roberto. Thank you, thank you.